special treat tonight. I want to introduce you. You've probably seen him online on some of our Faith Tree and Little Hills videos, but if you haven't yet met him, I want to introduce you to my dear friend, Jason. Jason and I went to seminary together. We were trying to figure out if it was 2007 or 8 that we, we met at seminary, but ever since we've been harassing each other and also partners in crime and, and different projects, and, and uh, I'm just so thankful for Jason and for his friendship and the last few years we've gotten to share in Bible study and other projects, just exploring God's word together. And, and Jason ministers so much to me. Uh, I'm so thankful for him, and I'm so thankful that all of you get to share in hearing from God's word from him tonight. I know it will be a blessing. So without further ado, Jason, uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you tonight. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Tim, and, and thank you all for coming. And uh, there was... There was quite the lead up to my introduction here, so everybody, everybody got really excited. It was weird. Um, <laughs> but what I love, what I love about Little Hills and Faith Tree, is that Pastor Tim has always thought of Little Hills and Faith Tree as a place where anybody could come, anybody from across the body of Christ could come and share their gifts and he's been helped from all over the place and I'm from I'm from a far country so I I have come to to share uh the gifts that God has given me with you and I'm just so honored to be here with you and with Pastor Tim and so we're going to be continuing the series in Habakkuk tonight um and what I'm going to do uh is I'm going to read the text first uh, we're we're going to declare it out loud because it's God's holy, inerrant, infallible word. And then I'm going to pray and then we'll start the message. This is God's word. Shall not all these take up their taunt against him with scoffing and riddles for him and say, Woe to him who heaps up what is not his own for how long? and loads himself with pledges. Will not your debtors suddenly arise, and those awake who will make you tremble? Then you will be spoiled for them. Because you have plundered many nations, all the remnant of the peoples shall plunder you. For the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house to set his nest on high, to be safe from the reach of harm. You have devised shame for your house by cutting off many peoples. You have forfeited your life, for the stone will cry out from the wall and the beam from the woodwork respond. Woe to him who builds a town with blood 
and founds a city on iniquity. Behold, it is, is it not from the Lord that peoples labor merely for fire and nations weary themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Woe to him who makes his neighbors drink. You pour out your wrath and make them drunk in order to gaze at their nakedness. You will have your fill of shame instead of glory. Drink yourself and show your uncircumcision. The cup is in the Lord's right hand, will come around to you, and utter shame will come upon your glory. The violence done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, as will the destruction of the beasts that terrified them. For the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. What profit is an idol when its maker has shaped it, a metal image, a teacher of lies? For its maker trusts in his own creation when he makes speechless idols. Woe to him who says to a wooden thing, Awake! To a silent stone, arise. Can this teach? Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in it. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that this word has come to us and that it is you And it is you, Holy Spirit, who will speak it to us and apply it to our lives. Use me, your unworthy servant, to proclaim your gospel. Let anything false be forgotten, but let the truth shine forth. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. So, When we come to Habakkuk, I'm going to walk us through the text that we have here tonight. Um, And we'll we'll just kind of go verse by verse until we get through the text. And then I'm going to circle back to Jesus. And then I'm going to steal from a little bit from the message last week. So let's begin with verse 6. Shall not all those who take up their taunt against him with scoffing and riddle for him and say, Woe to him who keeps, who heaps up what is not his own for how long and, and loads himself with pledges. When I thought about this, I was praying through this and I thought, you know, we've seen a lot in the news recently and there's all these, uh, you know, corporate bosses and things and and Bernie, Bernie Madoff and people stealing things and people give their life savings and they, they unscrupulous people take it and use it for their own gain. And that's exactly what's going on here in verse 6. And then as it goes along, uh, verse 7, Will not your debtors suddenly arise and those who awake will make you tremble? Then you will be spoiled for them. Eventually, it comes back around, you know? It comes back around. Uh, you play games, you steal from people. Uh, the Lord is still watching. For, uh, what was that next one? It went away. Okay, next verse. <laughs> because you have plundered many nations, all the remnant of the people shall plunder you. 
for the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. The thing, the thing that the wicked forget about is that the Lord is still watching. Uh, and it's all over the Psalms. We see it all over the Psalms where uh, the wicked say, who can see? Is the Lord watching? The Lord's watching. Okay. And so we're getting a lot of woes here. And God is going to come in his judgment and, and purge everything that is evil and everything that is false. So anybody that's mixed up in this uh, is, is going to face consequences. And so we read that. And, you know, the, this is not a pleasant part of God's word necessarily. If you're on the wrong end of this, you know what I mean? This is the, this is the not happy, uh, warm, huggy, rainbows and unicorns part of the scripture. Uh, this is, you know, this is God is watching and he's paying attention. And we better pay attention if, if these words are applying to us. So we, we get a lot of woes and let's keep going forward because we're going to see a lot of woes in this text. Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house to set his nest on high, to be safe from the reach of harm. So, you know, you got people on their, you know, fancy islands and their huge houses, and it's, it's with ill-gotten gain. Um, and it'll say that in verse 11. Uh, let me skip ahead there to verse 11. Uh, this is amazing to me. For the stone will cry out from the wall, and the beam from the woodwork respond. This person, it's basically blood money. And when you go back earlier in, in Habakkuk, probably the first week or the second week, but when you're in chapter one, poor Habakkuk is complaining. And he's basically like, Lord, are you seeing this? Um, the, the wicked are getting ahead and the, 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 the innocent are suffering under the weight of their evil. And it happens all over the scriptures. It happens in my favorite psalm, Psalm 73. We don't have to bring that up, but it's my favorite psalm. And the psalmist is saying, the wicked are getting ahead. They always seem to get ahead. Aren't you seeing this? Lord, where are you? Have you gone quiet? And he's not gone quiet, but the reality is the world's tough sometimes because the wicked do their thing. And uh, they seem to get ahead. And it seems to be uh, going their direction and not the direction of justice and mercy and love and service and peace. Um, and so we see these woes and they keep happening. Let, let's back up to where we were like, uh, okay, we'll go to verse 10. <sighs> you have devised shame for your house by cutting off many peoples. You have forfeited your life. Um, and it got, me, it got me thinking when uh, verse 11 talked about the stone crying out. Does anybody remember when uh, the Lord came into Jerusalem and uh, so many of the people came out and they said, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. And the leaders at the time, they said, you need to tell your, you need to tell your disciples to be quiet. They shouldn't say that. And Jesus said, 
This is the Jason translation of what our Lord said. Uh, they're going to do what they're going to do because even if you silence them, even the rocks would cry out. The stones would cry out. So here, here in this verse, injustice is happening. And then the prophet is saying, uh, the stone will cry out from the wall that this injustice is happening. The Lord is paying attention. So even uh, whether it's the coming of the Lord or, or his reckoning with justice, he's going to come and he's paying attention. And uh, let's kind of put these woes in a little package. We're getting a lot of bad news here. Woe to him who does this. Woe to him who does that. Let's go a little forward in the text. Uh, Verse 12. Woe to him who builds a town with blood and founds a city on iniquity. Yeah, that's pretty direct. Um, Was that 13? Let's go to 13 as well. Behold, is it not from the Lord of hosts that people labor merely for fire and nations weary themselves for nothing? And this verse is mysterious. I don't know if anybody read this before they came uh, in preparation. They got a chance to read it. But when I was reading and praying over this, I was like, Lord, I don't know what this means. It seems to come out of nowhere. Uh, But we think back to the Tower of Babel. And we think how the, the people got together and they built their glorious human city with their human strength. And the Lord saw from heaven and he knocked it down. Remember how he knocked it down. And he said, let, let us go down and confuse their language so they can no longer communicate with one another. So the end of human strength, the end of human ingenuity, and we think we're so smart and we think we're so great, as the Lord says, oh no, because you're not in charge here. And, and that's, that's the thing that we need to remember uh, if there's if there's wickedness being done, uh, or even if there's pride, even if there's pride, uh, we are not in charge. It is not our human strength that gives us anything that's worth anything, um, supernaturally or otherwise. In the kingdom, it, we we can't do this by our our own efforts. So we look at all these woes, and it goes pretty much all the way to the end of the passage. Um, all the way through verse 19, there's, uh, there is wickedness that is being denounced. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll skip ahead to the end there, uh, or not to the end, but right where we are. Um, what prophet is an idol when its maker has shaped it, a metal image, a teacher of lies, uh, for its maker trust in his own creation? when he makes speechless idols. I think, you know, when you look at idol worship in the Old Testament, it's really weird. You're like, I can't really imagine why anybody would make a wooden thing or make a stone thing and just say, this is God. You know, uh, the Philistines had Dagon and they, they carried him around and they thought they needed to do that. It looks really strange to us, but we have idols too. Uh, they're not necessarily made of wood and stone, but they're there. And I think when we go through this life, the truth is, the truth is that 
we find out oftentimes that we are not strong enough to face what happens in life. We're not strong enough to deal with the challenges we face. It's a sad world. It's a fallen world. And we find out that we don't have control all the time. All the time. We've had this evil virus flying around for two and a half years, pretty much. And we're not in control. We've lost friends and neighbors. All kinds of things. And it reminds us all the time. And we, and we lose our loved ones all the time. And there's natural disasters all the time. And we find out that life is fleeting and life is short and life is hard and it's tragic. And that leads us to want to have control. And so idol worship in whatever form it takes is us trying to take control and say, this is, this is not too much for me because I can control this and I can control that. But we find out that it's too much for us. And we, we find out that uh, we don't have the strength, especially we don't have the strength to live as God wants us to live. And the final thing I want to say about these woes before I bring it back to Jesus because uh, I've been walking us through this for a while. Um, but we need to realize that these woes could apply to us. We could find ourselves lost and in sin and it go in the wrong direction in life because we've tried to do it in our own strength. And Maybe we had the arrogance of thinking that um, that we are a good person. You know, we are a good person. And what I wanted to steal from last week, the key verse from last week was verse 4. If we skip up in Habakkuk, verse 4. Okay, behold, his soul is puffed up. Is it? Uh, it is not upright within him but the righteous shall live by his faith. And, and I saw something interesting in verse 4 when I was looking at some of the translations. Um, uh, the righteous, um, the just, and alternate translations, the just shall live by faith. Um, but an alternate translation of that word um, is that the 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 just will live by his righteousness the the righteous the righteousness is not the person who is declared just the righteousness is god's righteousness right. when you look at that alternate translation of that word there in verse 4 so it's jesus who comes to us and offers us himself not anything inside ourselves that we can grab onto, um, some strength that we think that we have. When, when we talk about being justified by faith, I'm going to Romans now, I did it without even trying. We talk about, we talk about being justified by faith. What are we talking about? What is faith? Um, and, and, and what he's saying in verse 4 is that you'll be like the people that um, have these, pronoun- these 
woes pronounced over them unless you trust in Christ for everything that you need. Faith is loving trust in who Jesus is and who the Father is who sent him and who the Holy Spirit is who comes to teach us from what Christ gave to us. Um, that's how we live. We live in God's strength. And he gives us the grace. I mean, we hear a lot about grace. What is grace? Okay, let's talk about what grace is. We can talk about it as favor, unmerited favor. That's true. That's true. But it's also God's presence and power in us to, to live through us and teach us a better way. So we had our, we had our confession of sin earlier. Um, and at every moment, the God who loves us, who sent his own son for us, is offering us the chance to come back. And it doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter how serious it is, how bad it is. We can always come back. As long as we're breathing, we got a chance to come back. If, it's, if whatever we did that we think is so bad, uh, and maybe it is, but whatever we did that was wrong, that, that led us away from God and, and is a sin and brought us into sin, that we th- even if it was 40 years ago, we can bring that to God and say, I give this to you, this was wrong, this was a sin. Help me to live in your ways, not in my own. Not in my own. Um, and he'll forgive us. It says, I'm doing it again, I'm going over the Bible. I didn't even tell Tim I was going to do this. But it says in First John, it says, uh, chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, um, if we say that we have no sin... We are a liar and the truth is not in us. Oh, there it is. It's a little bit different up here. But if we confess our sins, this is verse 9. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There, now pay attention here, my brethren. It's an if-then statement right there. You, can, you know, if we confess our sins, if we hold on to him, guess what? They're still there. Don't hold on to them. Don't, don't leave. Don't, uh, don't live in the things that lead us astray. Don't live in the things that lead to the woes. The things that we need to live in are the blessed. Blessed are the meek. I'm going to sermon series back now. I, I promise I'm wrapping up real soon. It's... We need to live in the blesseds. And when we live in the blesseds, we know that we're already living in the strength that God gives. Not in our own. Because we, we don't have anything to bring. You know, uh, there's somewhere in the Psalms where he's like, I just, I just long to be a doorkeeper in the Lord's house. And, and in another place, the scripture says, um, after we have done our duty, we shall say, uh, we have only done what is required of us. You know, so there's no credit going to us. If we do well, praise God. If we do poorly, still praise God, but we better look out. You know what I mean? And so Christ has come 
to offer us Himself for the forgiveness of sins anytime, every time, any place. No matter how long it's been, no matter how many times. Uh, you know, I, I, was, I was doing a confession of sin one time and this pastor said to me, I'll never forget it, he said, the blood of Christ is still fresh for you. The blood of Christ is still fresh for you. Because I think we can get, we can get stuck in our sin. And, and the accuser of the brethren, who is Satan, loves to just, remember what you hear? He's talking, he's going, remember what you did? Look at what you did. You can't be loved by God. Look what you did. But again, from, from John's letter, he says, I write this to you that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate before the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. You with me? You remember that? That's who Jesus is. And he never, he never tires to bring us close to him. He never tires once again to shower us with his mercy because his mercy flows from the cross. It doesn't come from nowhere. He, he paid for the sins of the whole world. And when we trust in him, when we love him, when we believe that what was said by him and through him, because he is literally the word of the father, that means the father doesn't have anything else to say. What the Father says is Jesus. He said everything through Jesus. And when we trust in Him, then everything that belongs to Christ will now belong to us. That's what it means to be a son or daughter of God. It means to have everything. It means to be a royal prince and a royal son or a royal daughter. And that's what Jesus came to give us. And that's what he wants to give us. All we need to do is ask for it. And so let's, in my last 40 seconds, what I'm going to do is bring you to that very last verse. and Verse 20 there. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Now, now, my brethren, it's a joyous silence. Because when he paid for our sins with his blood and his righteous life brought us to the Father, then it's a quiet joy and a holy joy. And that's, we can boldly approach the throne of grace like it says in Hebrews 4, you know? We don't have to be, we don't have to tremble anymore um, because he's brought us all the way there. We sang about him bringing us all the way there earlier. He brought us all the way there and that's who Jesus is. And there's no need for woe because as Jim said earlier, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Remember it, believe it. Pray through it. Sing about it. Don't forget. Let's pray.
Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit and they shall be created and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant that in that same spirit we may always be truly wise through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for for sharing God's word tonight. Truly a blessing. Let's give him a round of applause. And, And you know, when... When Jason shares, one thing, I'm going to embarrass him a little here, but uh, when Jason shares, it always strikes me how the Holy Spirit speaks through him and and what a joy it is to hear God's word being shared through him. And and so uh, thank you, comrade, for, for being here tonight.